Pelvic Posse, and welcome to the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. It's Amanda Fisher. I've helped thousands of people with pelvic floor issues, and it's totally my jam. Here, you can listen to expert interviews encompassing all things related to pelvic health. That's pee, poop, sex, and everything in between. You have a pelvic floor. Yes, you. We all do. And it's time to start talking about these issues that arise, but more importantly, how to improve them. I am so glad you are here to join us. Now let's head into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Welcome everyone to the Forever Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Muncie. And today we have a public floor PT. She's also a mom of three boys, a wife, and owns multiple clinics. She also has a wonderful Instagram account. We are going to be speaking with Amanda Fisher from Empower Your Pelvis. And Amanda, thank you for being on this podcast today. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. And I'm just going to go ahead and let you take it away. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from and what you do? You got it. Chelsea, thank you for having me today. I truly appreciate it. Grateful to be on here and talking with you today. Thank you for that introduction. I am a mom of three very active boys. I feel like this is the very busiest we have been in my life so far with owning the business. We're based out of Kansas City, Missouri. We have a public floor physical therapy clinic in Lee Summit, Missouri, which I have now owned. It'll be six years, May 8th coming up, which is crazy. And I have moved from a little tiny closet, literally a closet in a PT clinic, somebody else's clinic, where I was treating for a couple years. And then January 2020, moved to a bigger clinic, shut it down with COVID, came back, realized we quickly outgrew, moved to the location that we're in today, and then um, decided in January of this year to open up a clinic across state lines in Kansas. And we have, so we are insurance-based in Missouri and we are self-pay in Kansas. So that is two different worlds can happen in there. Um, And then as well as we have our online platform business as well, so we can treat and coach virtually. So treating people and coaching people across state lines internationally is really quite fun. I love hearing how public floor therapy or maybe even pelvic floor anatomy, what they know, how they handle things prenatally and postpartum in other countries, maybe what they are or aren't doing and how that relates to what we're doing here in the States, I think is just fascinating how everybody can be on such different wavelengths, but yet we can all come together at the same time. So that's a little bit about me. That's awesome that you're owning two different types of clinics. Uh, yes. Based, cash based. So, yeah, lots of different experience. Um, what do you feel so far is the best, I would say? Oh, that's a good one. They all have different headaches. I feel like the headaches in the insurance based clinic take more of my time and more time away from my family. And I'm realizing it's not as worth my while. So hopefully we can make some changes there and then couple next couple of years, if not sooner than later. And then our Kansas clinic, it's speaking to people differently, letting them know that hopefully I don't offend anybody who is saying this, but letting them know their pelvic floor is worth more than their handbag and should be to them because 
over there, we spend our money on aesthetics and things that make us look more appealing, but we're forgetting that keeps us and hopefully keep our confidence just as high. So it's really how we're discussing pelvic floor and discussing with the patient on how they need focusing from they get back in the gym or hit the pavement. And well, it's just a whole different ballgame on the conversation side. Yeah, I own a cash-based clinic. We've been doing it for about a year now. And uh, we do orthopedic and, and pelvic floor. I'm a PTA. I'm not Amazing. actually a PT. And you own the clinic? Yes. Way to go, Chelsea. I love that. Thank you. I just found that working in like more insurance-based and private or even private clinics that take insurance now are very limited in what they can do with their patients. And I didn't want to go to treating pelvic floor patients in 30 minutes. You can't, you just can't do that. And as you know, Oh yeah, that's exactly what has happened out here with clinics is their evals are 45 minutes. Their treatments are 30 and I will not go to that. I will not. So if we're going to change, it's going to go from, Hey, you're going to keep taking money away from us. Then we're going to go down to self-pay. But I mean, we have, we take, Medicare, TRICARE, and Blue Cross Blue Shield at our clinic in Lee Summit. And I had two weeks ago, someone tell me my cancellation fee, I was a murderer. And then last week, somebody argued with me on why our self-pay rate was so high, where her husband is a PT here in our town. And their self-pay rate for their private practice is $100, where ours is $180. And I said, we treat differently and we're a specialty clinic. And that's kind of how I laid it out. And if you want to have a discussion about it, we can have a discussion. and. I haven't heard back since, but she's still coming in as a patient. But it's just, it's, it is what I charge what we're worth. And we're really good at what we do. We treat things differently. It's more functionally compared to just laying down on the mat like that's behind me and doing Kegels all day because that's how I was trained. And that's not, as soon as I started popping out babies, I realized, hmm, as a mom, I'm like rarely in this position, maybe for two hours at a night before I'm back up nursing another kid that I have to be able to withstand the pressure and weight of my children. I have three boys. They are huge. And they were huge when they were babies Mm. that my pelvic floor needed to be able to withstand a baby and then a toddler at the same point. And then it became two toddlers and a baby. So it's um, really kind of evolved around my own life is how, how we treat here too. I love it. And as I'm sure a lot of other moms out there as well on the same boat. Yes. And that's exactly how we treat our patients more functionally too, because you have to be able to lift the car seat. You, I mean, you got to bend over in the crib. If you got to be able to sit up in the middle of the night and breastfeed, there's so much that you have to do functionally that laying on your back and just doing a Kegel is not going to, to do it for you. No. No, so, and I'm all about like mobility down there. I do think everybody should know how to pick it up and put it all the way back down because we all are lacking most often that put down piece. So I do want to know what's happening. But then we're going to quickly move as much as we can because you probably walked your butt into the clinic. You probably squatted into your car, out of your car. You probably used our toilet, right? Mm-hmm. So you're functionally moving as you come in here and I need to know what's happening. So we are going to get you up off this mat, if not at the first visit, definitely at the second, where we're also looking like, okay, this is 
is what's happening when you're on your back. Okay, let's see what's happening while we're sitting here. And when we move from sit to stand, and I feel bad for people who haven't had children yet, because they're like, you can tell they're a little bit more vulnerable, they're nervous, or the other ones are like, whatever, I don't need this blanket anymore. Let's see what's going on. I want to fix it. And those are so much easier to just like, they're standing in here and I'm like, oh man, yeah, I can feel there's some pressure. Okay. How much does your baby weigh again? All right, here, hold this 12 pound dumbbell. Now let's do that again. Sit back down and let's feel it. Oh, yep. I'm feeling this. So I want you, you're like cueing them right then and there. Or if their baby or their car seat is coming with them, here you go. We're going to go through it right there. I'm not going to make you like walk out in public with your pants off in front of people, but we are doing it within an enclosed room with anything that we can do to really show what's happening for you on a day-to-day basis. I love that. So if a mom came to you postpartum, at what week would you suggest that they come to see you? And what would you suggest about strength training wise for them? like to our patient two weeks virtually if we can if they can come in amazing but sometimes motherhood's just batshit crazy excuse my language so virtually we seem to get them in um, a lot easier to meet them on their schedule with you know multiple kids at home by four weeks I really want to see them in here because by then they've already been moving for a month for like 23 hours a day up and down, carrying the kiddos, washing bottles, doing laundry. And I want to see like, where are your aches and pains? And what can we modify or fix for you? And by then they walk, there's just so much more that have played into it. If they're dealing with bladder leakage, still, we're not doing an internal exam, at least from their doctor. And I make sure their doctors know that because that's usually the hesitation of why the doctors don't want to send them too soon. But I want to know where's their pressure happening because I myself developed prolapse after my first kiddo and I should know better. But I decided I felt like superwoman and I wanted to accomplish everything. And then I developed prolapse and had a PT probably come in and said, yo, this is what I'm seeing. And this is what and done things more properly. So that's why I'm always hoping like help somebody or prevent it from happening in the first chasing the pressure or chasing or chasing the bladder leakage that we're meeting it ahead of time and then where i want them starting functionally there's five moves that i say every mom is already doing and in our clinic even during pregnancy we have them go over these five moves so the first one is farmers made carry because you're carrying your baby up high on the side, down low with a car seat, on the back with a diaper bag. So you've got this farmer you might carry. And we need to know, are we leaning? Are we leaning back? There's always a lean with it, rock with it type of movement, right? And we got to find where your core can't withstand the weight, number one. And then for the endurance, like when do we lose the endurance at that weight? So we have them really work on farmer's main carry. Another one is squatting. Because we move off of the couch, out of the recliner, off of the chair, in the car, off the toilet. That's that squat maneuver. Hinging. You are hinging into hopefully in a better posture than some to put your baby in the crib or the bassinet or out of the car seat motion or into the car. And then the push and pull. So being able to push and pull your baby in and out of the bassinet, out of the crib, out of the car seat again, 
pulling that car seat um, towards you when you're getting them out of the car and then putting them back in. So those are the five moves that we really focus on. And then trying to figure out with breath work at first, always the breath first, how do we get that to function with it again during pregnancy and then postpartum. And I really want to set them up, letting them know like, during pregnancy, it's a marathon event. And know at the end, you're either going to slightly sprain your ankle, or we're going to probably break our ankle and the nicest mindset for what's going to happen with your pelvic floor, or your core with having a cesarean. So just we're setting it up, like what kind of injury do we want at the end? And then that's why you're focusing on building up that stability and stamina with those five moves during pregnancy to set us up for that injury at the end and to have us better prepared. Because as soon as you have that injury, you're up. If you're, you've had a cesarean, the pain meds and the epidural may last, you know, the numbness in the legs for 12 to 24 hours afterwards. And then it's like game's over. Now you got to move and start working to go get your baby, feed the baby, walk to the bathroom and start moving so things can heal well. So we really want to set that up ahead of time. And I don't know. I'm really proud of our women that come in during that time frame to start thinking about the big picture instead of just kind of wondering what's going to happen after childbirth and thinking, oh, I'll just fix it after I'm done having all my kids. Those are, the, those are the ones that you're like, dang it, we could have seen you like seven years ago and had some of this figured out and built out better than where you're at right now. Yeah, I, I could ramble about this forever. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> me too. And I think it's becoming a little more mainstream, but setting yourself up before because even though you may plan your birth to go one way, you and I both know as moms, it may not turn out to go that way, right? It never does. Rarely. And so I like the analogy that you use, like you might end up with a broken ankle instead of an ankle sprain. And if you set yourself up before and during pregnancy and come see us during that time, we can make sure that Hey, even though maybe you have a C-section or you rip or tear during your birth, we've already set up that pressure management, that core stability and taught you these things so that you're not as fearful when that does happen. Correct. And you just, you look at it like any other sport. And like for, I always look at like one of our girls in our office, she's an Ironman athlete. She's incredible. And she preps for like, they just had a marathon this past weekend, but she was biking, swimming, running, doing cross training, all the things for the last 16 plus weeks to prepare for this past weekend. And then you look at pregnancy and sometimes we're doing that and sometimes we're not. And you just think like, man, we would have, if you start thinking about it, like an athletic event, we should have a much better outcome if we're addressing those needs, strengthening and mobility, though, like we got to focus on the mobility. That's where I kind of messed up on my first baby. You got to get the mobility in there, too, because strong muscles, especially in the pelvic floor, if they're strong and tight, they're going to have a hard time releasing as much as we want them to. So also staying mobile in the hips and the pelvic floor throughout pregnancy. So add in some yoga, add in some stretching when you can, when it feels comfortable. I like to say more often than not, but don't go six times today if you have not been stretching at all. Like ease into it with the consistency piece of it and be kind to your body as you're doing it. Definitely. Yeah. We got to focus on that relaxation because more people are hyperactive, um, especially if they are working out um, consistently than they are actually um, in that relaxed state. And especially as a mom, if you've had multiple kids, I'm sure you have a lot of stress. If you're a business owner and a mom, 
you're probably more hyperactive than you are relaxed. Yes. And so we need yes. to learn to relax those muscles before delivery. So yes. that's, yeah, I love that. Amanda, so besides your clinics, I know maybe you offer some things online for moms that maybe have had C-sections or just in general, can you maybe go over some of those things that you have? Yeah. So I have had three C-sections myself and something I noticed was that you deliver your baby and then it was like, okay, that's it. And I remember asking the doctor and the lactation people that came in and the nurse is like, do you guys give handouts like on C-sections? Like what I'm supposed to do? And she's like, no. Okay. Besides like the swelling and put ice on it, there's like nothing. No. Okay. So after I had my first baby and my second baby, I was like, okay, I'm going to go work for the hospital and that's where I'm going to go change it. And I went into the hospital. We got it past that PT would see patients right after having a baby within 24 hours. It was amazing. We got to see grade three, grade four tears and C-sections. So I was like, okay, I did it. Well, then I came up with some other ideas and those weren't coming going out to our patients as much as I wanted to. So that's when I kind of realized, you know what? Corporate America is not for me. I'm going to go out on my own where I can get to people when I want to. And so I developed a online program on C-section recovery course that's about eight weeks in length that has exercises to do every single day along with scar tissue work to do every single day. And what I have been noticing with patients coming in, and I think within the pelvic floor world, I think we're getting better, but we'll still see patients that come in the clinic with low back pain, bladder dysfunction, clitoral nerve sensations down in that area, and other symptoms that if they have a cesarean scar, I'm always going back to that C-section scar and asking, did you do scar work after you had your baby. And they're like, yes, my PT, you know, just moved it. They said, everything's looking good. I can lift up that incision line. And there's seven layers that we're cutting into when we're going into having a C-section and healing after a C-section. And I notice a lot of our patients come in and they haven't dug in deeper past the skin layer, that superficial layer. So I started on myself first because I had like every symptom in the book because I fully believe I'm supposed to help cesarean moms because I've had the issues myself. And I started going in more muscularly. And even with our patients, it's like, oh, wow, I haven't, we haven't felt this kind of movement before. And then we go down viscerally into organ movement because that bladder sits right in front of that uterus and it will adhere. A lot of that scar tissue will adhere to the bladder because it's sitting right in front of it and can decrease bladder mobility, or we can develop bladder urgency. So we've got to get in deeper. So I'm teaching people online, coaching them through how to do the scar tissue mobilizations on themselves. And then having them follow a day to day plan helps with that consistency. Otherwise, you're like, what do I do today? I may know all the scar tissue work, but I'm not going to sit down and do it if somebody's not giving me the framework each day. So I've really set it out Monday through Friday. They can do other bonus stuff on Saturday and Sunday if they want, but um, coaching them over the eight weeks to get used to letting it go and building up the strength and that transversus abdominis, that lower ab region throughout that C-section recovery as well. Because in the PT world, we spend so much time on quad sets after an ACL surgery or a knee replacement in my mind, we need to be doing that. Again, this is my theory, but we need to be doing that with that transversus area and the pelvic floor, maybe not on 
the strengthening side of the pelvic floor, but getting the pelvic floor and the transversus abs to talk with the brain again, like we do with quad sets. We do quad sets every single day after the knee. And I really feel like that TRA down there needs to connect with the brain every day too. And if it's not with like laying on your back with marching, how are we getting it to connect from sit to stand with that functional movement again? Because when we don't see them in here, and I know this is like a loose term that right now I'm getting bashed on social media with, but I will say like the pooch area because every C-section mom knows where the pooch area is. We get that. It's a fatigue in the tissue. It's not a strengthening. You get this little fold out. Either the tissue's tight because of scar tissue and or the transverse abs aren't kicking on the strength and stability and endurance that they need to. So it's this beautiful mess that we've got to help mesh together with adding in a little bit of scar tissue, help loosen up the tissue, add in that TRA to kick in and start firing again, that then we can really get things to start connecting down there again. But that's, I will talk about the pooch as much as I can with the C-section moms, but I know it's really not liked right now on social media. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely being bashed for sure, but it's true. It is the pooch. And And it's a totally, unless you've had C-sections, you really have, and it's even like multiple C-sections. Maybe the first one, it does, it comes back a lot quicker, but that second and third, it is just like, it's on vacation. It does not want to wake up. It has a harder time of connecting and keeping up with the endurance than a normal like vaginal birth. Right. I hate that I use the word normal than a vaginal birth. Right. So there's, it just needs a little bit more recovery afterwards, which is so crazy because when you hear C-section, those women too are like, I don't need to, I don't need to rehab afterwards. I didn't birth through my vagina. And you're like, oh, sister, you have so much more going on down there. We really need your, really need your focus. So yeah, that is what makes up the core recovery program, really giving them the consistency and the tools to to follow through with that. That's awesome. I love that. And that's something that we definitely need, especially so mom can just hop on there, watch it right away and start doing some of that stuff right Correct. away. Correct. Correct. So their six week appointment with their OB who's going to say, oh, you're great. You're fine. Because I know at, at my six week appointment, she didn't even touch my scar. Um, maybe it's like, I know who I am. Oh, it's healed. It looks yeah. like it's healed. Okay, great. Yeah. So that was very disappointing for me. So I love that you're doing that stuff. And if you're listening to this and you've had a C-section, multiple C-sections, and it was years ago, just find a local therapist that can help you. It's not too late. And yes, we can help Never. with that mom pooch. It's not just doing core exercises right. that you see on YouTube or or Facebook, or whatever it is that you're watching. It's a little more than just doing that. So yes. please find a local therapist. How many um, C-sections have you had, Chelsea? I've only had one. My first, first yeah, it was a vaginal. Everything was great. My second one, I actually delivered at 25 weeks. It was emer- emergency C-section. Oh my goodness. Um, so it was a pretty traumatic experience very dramatic. Um, yeah. We actually ended up losing the baby. Oh, Chelsea, I'm like so sorry. Later. So even with the trauma, I still feel like my body is still recovering. That's almost like... Absolutely. And so, yes. you know, if any mom's listening to this and that has had a traumatic experience, I also want you to know, like, therapists are very open to that. We don't rush things and we really listen to how you're feeling and just kind of follow you and 
you know, when you're ready for certain, certain things. Yeah. And there's so much, I talk about this in my course too, like when we have a traumatic birth, this disassociation with that area, a lot of the moms will not want to touch it or they feel nauseous or it just become becomes this kind of setback. And then the pelvic floor holds a lot of emotion as well. So that kind of couples with that area and we can get some hypersensitivity down there too. So we really walk through finding a therapist that can work through the trauma with you. But then at the same time, I had one of my three C-sections was very traumatic that working through a lot of positive affirmations while doing the scar work. So you're constantly talking to yourself positively or rewiring what how the birth went, finding the positives throughout that story that you can. And maybe it was the smell of chocolate chip cookies in the hallway that you smelt in the recovery room, you know, something as little as that, that we want to even touch that if you feel the hypersensitivity up on that scar, then we're going to start higher around the belly button. Let's give ourselves little wins on how does tissue work up around that belly button right below it. Two fingers below the belly button. I feel anxiety kicking in. I can feel my body negatively talking to me. Then we don't want to be there. We want to create this positive time every time we're touching the tissue. Same goes for under the scar at that pubic bone. So I love that you shared that because we that is a very common thing we see with traumatic births as well. Yes. If you could give one to two pieces of advice to any mom or anyone listening to this podcast today, what would you give them? Mm -hmm. Mm, I don't know if it's advice. I'm on a soapbox today. My (laughs) biggest thing, (laughs) we see a lot of moms that won't come into pelvic floor PT until six or eight weeks, but yet they've already gone back to the gym. So I would say if you could find a pelvic floor PT before you sign back up to the gym, even getting into that pelvic floor PT at that four weeks to start going through stuff, because if you know you're going to get back in, maybe they can give you modifications for getting into the gym because we want you to be active. We do. We want to keep you in the gym, but we want to keep you in there without developing any of the prolapse pain or bladder leakage. The same goes with that, like baby wearing is considering an exercise. And a lot of my moms will go to Costco and baby wear for an hour when their pelvic floor probably wasn't ready for that yet. And with walking the same thing, like they think I got to get my body back, which is crazy to me. So I'm going to go out for a 45 minute walk. So I think like setting boundaries and baby steps on building back into things and then being very open with your pelvic floor therapist, what you're feeling, because um, we need all the puzzle pieces to put your puzzle back together. Yeah. And nothing's TMI. Yes, exactly. You can tell us anything. And I agree with you about returning back to fitness. Even if you do a lot of um, high intense CrossFit athletes, those moms are, you know, it's just their athlete brain. They're like, want to get back right away. and as a coach myself and a gym owner, I know that there's a lot of CrossFit coaches out there that don't know anything about pelvic floor pregnancy and working out postpartum. And they're like, just listen to your body. And that's not always the best case. Because (laughs) if I listened to my body, my first pregnancy, I would have kept doing everything. Like I felt great. And so I just think that's not the best piece of advice. And so really find a coach that maybe is certified, also a a pelvic floor therapist, 
and um, make sure you have a great team and they know what they're doing. Correct. Amanda, where can people find you? Yeah, on social media, we're we're I'm empower.your.pelvis on Instagram, empower your pelvis on TikTok, empower your pelvis on YouTube, and then the website is empower your pelvis as well. Awesome. And I'll also post that on the bottom of this podcast. So they'll have the links to to contact you. I enjoyed having this conversation with you today. I'm looking forward to meeting you in June. Um, Yes. I'm so excited. Are you coming? Are you doing just June 2nd, 3rd and 4th? Is that Thursday? I'll get there Thursday. But yeah, I don't get there till Thursday afternoon. Okay. If it works out, come Thursday to Kelly and I's workshop. Yes. We would love to have you. I would love to be there if I could make it. But okay. <laughs> see. Well, thank you for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, Pelvic Posse. I want to thank you so much for joining into this week's episode of the Empower Your Pelvis podcast. Can I ask you a couple of favors, please? Number one, can you like and subscribe to this podcast so that you can continue to empower your pelvis forever so that you will never miss out? Number two, can you leave us a rating and a review telling them how amazing we are and everything that you have learned about your pelvic health? And then number three, if you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, you can go over to youtube.com forward slash C forward slash empower your pelvis for all your visual learners out there. We have all types of great visuals in there for you to not only listen to, but to also watch. Thank you so much again, and make sure to give your pelvis some love until next time. Peace out pelvic posse.